Good morning. Welcome to our uh, December family chapel. Glad you made it in. I told, um, was, who wears Jan Johnson? I told Jan Johnson this is the new, this is new health, uh, uh, health spa treatment. You, you walk into chapel and your face is frozen and then the skin falls off and you're rejuvenated. <clears throat> um, this morning we're going to spend some time uh, singing. We're going to spend some time hearing some music and also some readings. Uh, there's an old book by Max Lucado, God Came Near. And so we have three people who are going to help with some stories of that. Um, we're going to, like I said, sing some Christmas carols and, uh, and celebrate, I hope, for us, celebrate in a new way or just from a different angle, uh, the reason for our being. Christ came, and Christ is coming again. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, so. Um, the projector's dead. Long live the projector. And so that's the reason for the handout. So inside the flap, uh, there is a reading that's headed Christmas. So stand with me, and we'll read that responsively, and then we'll sing, O Come All Ye Faithful. God, heaven of old, spoken unto the prophets, hath at the end of these days spoken unto us by a son. He was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that we through his poverty might become rich. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. We remember that Jesus came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. And we remember that Jesus came not to do his own will, but the will of him who sent him. Let's, shall we?
let's pray we do adore you we've come to do just that and help us to do so in a way that is at least honoring of you at least recognizing of your presence at least shaping of our hearts into your image again in new ways oh come we've come to adore you Christ the Lord amen maybe seated Tom The noise and the bustle began earlier than usual in the village. As night gave way to dawn, people were already on the streets. Vendors were positioning themselves on the corners of the most heavily traveled avenues. Store owners were unlocking the doors to their shops. Children were awakened by the excited barking of the street dogs and the complaints of donkeys pulling carts. The owner of the inn had awakened earlier than most in the town. After all, the inn was full. All the beds were taken. Every available mat or blanket had been put to use. Soon all the customers would be stirring and there would be a lot of work to do. One's imagination is kindled thinking about the conversation of the innkeeper and his family at the breakfast table. Did anyone mention the arrival of the young couple the night before? Did anyone ask about their welfare? Did anyone comment on the pregnancy of the girl on the donkey? Perhaps. Perhaps someone raised the subject, but at best it was raised, not discussed. There was nothing that novel about them. They were possibly one of several families turned away that night. Besides, who had time to talk about them when there was so much excitement in the air? Augustus did the economy of Bethlehem a favor when he decreed that a census should be taken. Who could remember when such commerce had hit the village? No, it's doubtful that anyone mentioned the couple's arrival or wondered about the condition of the girl. They were too busy. The day was upon them. The day's bread had to be made. The morning's chores had to be done. There was too much to do to imagine that the impossible had occurred. God had entered the world as a baby. Yet were someone to chance upon the sheep stable on the outskirts of Bethlehem that morning, what a peculiar scene they would behold. The stable stinks like all stables do. The stench of urine, dung, and sheep reeks pungently in the air. The ground is hard, the hay scarce. Cobwebs cling to the ceiling, and a mouse scurries across the floor. A more lowly place of birth could not exist. Off to one side sit a group of shepherds. They sit silently on the floor, perhaps perplexed, perhaps in awe, no doubt in amazement. Their night watch had been interrupted by an explosion of light from heaven and a symphony of angels. God goes to those who have time to hear him. So on this cloudless night, he went to simple shepherds. Near the young mother sits the weary father. If anyone is dozing, he is. He can't remember the last time he sat down, and now that the excitement has subsided a bit, now that Mary and the baby are comfortable, he leans against the wall of the stable and feels his eyes grow heavy. He still hasn't figured it all out. The mystery of the event puzzles him, but he hasn't the energy to wrestle with the questions. What's important is that the baby is fine and Mary is safe. As sleep comes, 
He remembers the name the angel told him to use, Jesus. We will call him Jesus. Wide awake is Mary. My, how young she looks. Her head rests on the soft leather of Joseph's saddle. The pain has been eclipsed by wonder. She looks into the face of the baby. Her son, her Lord, his majesty. At this point in history, the human being who best understands who God is and what he is doing is a teenage girl in a smelly stable. She can't take her eyes off him. Somehow Mary knows she is holding God. So this is he. She remembers the words of the angel, his kingdom will never end. He looks like anything but a king. His face is prunish and red. His cry, though strong and healthy, is still the helpless and piercing cry of a baby. And he is absolutely dependent upon Mary for his well-being. Majesty in the midst of the mundane. Holiness in the filth of sheep manure and sweat. Divinity entering the world on the floor of a stable through the womb of a teenager in the presence of a carpenter. She touches the face of the infant God. How long was your journey? This baby had overlooked the universe. These rags keeping him warm were the robes of eternity. His golden throne room had been abandoned in favor of a dirty sheep pen. And worshiping angels had been replaced with kind but bewildered shepherds. Meanwhile, the city hums. The merchants are unaware that God has visited their planet. The innkeeper would never believe that he had just sent God out into the cold. And the people would scoff at anyone who told them the Messiah lay in the arms of a teenager on the outskirts of their village. They were all too busy to consider the possibility. Those who missed his majesty's arrival that night missed it not because of evil acts or malice. No, they missed it because they simply weren't looking. Little has changed in the last 2,000 years, has it?
the song sheet. We're going to weave a couple of songs together here. The first one I think you know, but you don't sing very often. The other one I know you sing and know. So sing with me. In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made more. I 
children in thy tender care and take us to heaven to live with thee there. Questions for Mary. What was it like watching him pray? How did he respond when he saw other kids giggling during the service at the synagogue? When he saw a rainbow, 
Did he ever mention a flood? Did you ever feel awkward teaching him how he created the world? When he saw a lamb being led to slaughter, did he act differently? Did you ever see him with a distant look on his face as if he were listening to someone you couldn't hear? How did he act at funerals? Did the thought ever occur to you that the God to whom you were praying was sleeping under your roof? Did you ever try to count the stars with him and succeed? Did he ever come home with a black eye? How did he act when he got his first haircut? Did he have any friends by the name of Judas? Did he do well in school? Did you ever scold him? Did he ever have to ask you a question about scripture? What do you think he thought when he saw a prostitute offering to the highest bidder the body he had made? Did he ever get angry when someone was dishonest with him? Did you ever catch him pensively looking at the own, his own flesh on his arm as he held a clot of dirt? Did he ever wake up afraid? Who was his best friend? When someone referred to Satan, how did he act? Did you ever accidentally call him father? What did he and his cousin John talk about as kids? Did his other brothers and sisters understand what was happening? Did you ever think, that's God eating my soup?
So sing with me. What child is this? What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Who angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch our keeping? This, this is Christ the King whom shepherds God and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. Why lies he in such mean estate where ox and ass are pleading? Good Christian, fear for sinners here. The silent word is pleading. His nails will pierce him through. For me, for you. The babe, the son. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh from peasant king to own him. The king of kings salvation brings, let loving arms enthrone him. Praise the Son on high, the virgin her lullaby joy joy for Christ is born the babe the son of Mary need you to play Said the night wind to the little land, Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little land, Do you see what I see? A star, a star, dancing in the night With a tail as big as a car With a tail as big as a car Somebody wants to sing echoes, that's okay. Said the little lamb to the shepherd boy Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? Wailing through the sky, shepherd boy Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? A song, a song High above the tree With a voice as big as a sea With a voice as big as a sea 
So said the shepherd boy to the mighty king, Do you know what I know? In your palace swarm, mighty king, Do you know what I know? A child, a child, Shivers in the cold, let us bring him silver and gold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Said the king to the people everywhere, Listen to what I say. Pray for peace, people everywhere. Listen to what I say. The child, the child, sleeping in the night, he will bring us goodness and light. He will bring us goodness and light. Damon? Christmas night. It's Christmas night, the house is quiet. Even the crackle is gone from the fireplace. Warm coals issue a lighthouse glow in the darkened den. Stockings hang empty on the mantel. The tree stands naked in the corner. Christmas cards, tinsel, and memories remind Christmas night of Christmas Day. It's Christmas night, what a day it has been. Spiced tea, Santa Claus, cranberry sauce. Thank you so much. You shouldn't have. Grandma is on the phone. Knee-deep wrapping paper. It just fits. Flashing cameras. It's Christmas night. The girls are in bed. Jenna dreams of her talking big bird and clutches her new purse. Andrea sleeps in her new Santa pajamas. Christmas night. The tree that only yesterday grew from soil made of gifts again grows from the Christmas tree stand. Presents are now possessions, wrapping paper is bagged and in the dumpster. The dishes are washed and leftover turkey awaits next week's sandwiches. It's Christmas night. The last of the carolers appeared on the 10 o'clock news. The last of the apple pie was eaten by my brother-in-law. And the last of the Christmas albums have been stored away, having dutifully performed their annual rendition of chestnuts, white Christmases, and red-nosed reindeers. It's Christmas night. The midnight hour has chimed and I should be asleep, but I'm awake. I'm kept awake by one stunning thought. The world was different this week. It was temporarily transformed. The magical dust of Christmas glittered on the cheeks of humanity ever so briefly, reminding us of what is worth living is what is worth having and what we were intended to be. We forgot our compulsion with whining, wooing, and wearing. We put away our ladders and ledgers. We hung up our stopwatches and weapons. 
We stepped off our racetracks and roller coasters and looked outward toward the star of Bethlehem. It's the season to be jolly because more than at any other time, we think of him. More than any other season, his name is on our lips. And the result? For a few precious hours, our heavenly yearnings intermesh and we become a chorus. A ragtag chorus of longshoremen, Boston lawyers, illegal immigrants, housewives, and a thousand other peculiar persons who are banking that Bethlehem's mystery is in reality a reality. Come and behold him, we sing, staring even the sleepiest of shepherds and pointing them toward the Christ child. For a few precious hours he has beheld Christ the Lord. Those who pass a year without seeing him suddenly see him. People who have been accustomed to using his name in vain pause to use it in praise. Eyes now free of the blinders of self marvel at his majesty. All of a sudden, he's everywhere. In the grin of the policeman as he drives his paddy wagon full of presents to the orphanage. In the twinkle in the eyes of the Taiwanese waiter as he tells of his upcoming Christmas trip to see his children. In the emotion of the father who is too thankful to finish the dinner table prayer. He's in the tears of the mother as she welcomes home her son from overseas. He's in the heart of the man who spent Christmas morning on Skid Row, giving away cold bologna sandwiches and warm wishes. And he's in the solemn silence of the crowd of shopping mall shoppers as the elementary school chorus sings away in a manger. Emmanuel, he is with us. God came near. It's Christmas night. In a few hours, the cleanup will begin. Lights will come down. Trees will be thrown out. Size 36 will be exchanged for size 40. Eggnog will, will be on sale for half price. Soon life will be normal again. December's generosity will become January's payments and the magic will begin to fade. But for the moment, the magic is still in the air. Maybe that's why I'm still awake. I want to savor the spirit just a bit more. I want to pray that those who beheld him today will look for him next August. And I can't help but linger on one fanciful thought. If he can do so much with such timid prayers, lamely offered in December, how much more could he do if we thought of him every day?
I, um, I don't like us. Well, I just like to sing this next song. I didn't have room in the folder. You'll need your hymnal. It's hymn number 183. Our, our chapel services are the one time uh, each month that most of us have a chance to be in the same room at the same time. So thanks for being here this morning. Uh, do thank everyone who uh, participated. Uh, they've added to my Christmas season today. So stand and let's sing O Holy Night. <laughs> stars are brightly shining it is the night of the dear Savior's birth long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul found its worth a thrill of the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, oh, hear the angel voices, oh, night divine. Christ was born, oh, night divine, oh, night, oh, night divine. Led by the light of faith serenely beaming with glowing hearts by his cradle we stand. Soul led by light of a star sweetly gleaming, here came the wise men from Orient land. The King of kings lay thus in lowly manger in all our trials, born to be our friend. He knows our need to our weakness is no stranger. Behold your King before him, Lord. Shall he break for the slave is our brother?
Father, and in his name all oppression shall cease. So sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we that all within us praise his holy name for Christ is the Lord. Christmas, go in his peace.